Okay, so what I want to do here is, uh, I'll explain, while um, just trying to, uh, here I wrote it actually, while reading, uh, let's see, while reading my own rant-filled journals from 2004 to 2009-ish, this morning I had an idea. Instead of attempting to invigorate my thoughts about snowboarding via my old writings, I've decided to read them verbatim and go from there. I shared this stuff at the time with friends, Bob Klein, Jim Morgan, but was hesitant to share with others. So off come the doors, we're going deep, and keep in mind, at the very least, what I'm reading from is 10 to 15 years old, or ago, whatever. Okay, first uh, entry, as it were. Um, I think it's from about 2008-ish, and... Here we go. I don't know what I was writing it for, if I was writing it for uh, just kind of what I'm doing now on journals to look back on or to someone else, but um, no one uh, no one read this or replied if they did. Okay, it starts. Uh, my name is Mike Ranquit. I've been involved with this junk show since the Reagan administration. Last winter, my concern for the welfare of snowboarding reemerged. At the time, I was about as far away as you can possibly be from the snowboard industry. It's a place called the Mountains, and I stayed there for the winter. Um, let's see. Whatever. It's a bunch of uh, kind of... Okay, and it, uh, it's a place called the mountains, and I stayed there for the winter. Um, this past winter was different than others. That would have been 2008, I think, in that it was the first winter of my life that I rode every day, every day I wanted to anyways, with absolutely no guilt, no one, no highbacks, no cameras, no obligations, and poor, more importantly, no one sitting shotgun telling me to slow down when I drive 85 in the snow. It was for me. I wasn't really sponsored. I'm not really sponsored anymore. I'm not filming. And it just felt good to rip. Uh, let's see. Hold on a second. Before this past winter, I'd given up hope for the snowboard industry. Just a few years back, it seemed what few riders were left with a degree of style had disappeared. That is not the case. They're all up in the previous, previously mentioned mountains, and they're doing well. They did say to send money, though. After digesting the emotions of life has served me in the last couple of years, I can easily say that my love for the sport is deeper, truer, truer, more unwavering, and steadfast than ever before. It's different in that my reason for writing is a genuine it's it uh let's see i'm messing this up uh, it's different in that my reason for writing writing not writing is a genuine concern that has been prophesized by many both the mind calendar as well as quatrains of nostradamus makes reference to the impending doom find your roots or you'll be forced to endure 80s style ski marketing forever Profits are pretty fucking rad. And uh, the other reason I'm writing all this more than anything really is I got shit else to do right now. 
Okay, so we're just, these are just kind of, I don't, I, I can't tell. I haven't gone through them all. I'm just reading them. Throughout the years, some things never change. It may take a while, as everything around it does, but ultimately some things change by not changing at all. At this point, I wouldn't say it's something I'm interested in. It's At this point, I wouldn't say, uh, I think, snowboarding is something I'm interested in. It's different. It's deeper, truer, more unwavering, and steadfast. <laughs> There's that whole line again. With purpose, with purpose, in my opinion, as... Oh, shoot. I, I just kind of mess up. I'm just going on. Okay, so I'll kind of pick up wherever. And again, this is probably 12, 13 years ago. At this point, I wouldn't say it's something I'm interested in. It's different. It's deeper, truer, more unwavering, and steadfast. I, I don't know what I'm referring to right there, so these are just program sentences. Sorry. Okay. So, boom. Next paragraph, right? Most involved now haven't the slightest idea or appreciation how easily the sport of snowboarding could have went the way of racing, until recently, the idea of giving shit about the welfare of this industry had eluded most. In time, all the no accounts in all the no accounts in were showered with praise and money just for showing up. That marked the end of the professional snowboarder as the talent bar was lowered. The influx of endless names the the endless influx of names of 15 to 18 year olds with two to four year careers is in hindsight easier to forget than a bartender's name. Progression isn't stifled by longevity. If the current MO isn't driving sales, then pro riders are dispensable. From my perspective, riders come into their best years in their late 20s, early 30s. The industry's collective lack of respect by way of suffocating pro riders isn't conducive to a long-term marketing strategy. Swapping pros every time a 16-year-old throws himself down some stairs isn't equating to sales of anything. The magazine and brands benefit from name association that is built up over time and dedication to the sport is what makes a good rider great. If you cut God to make room for the new baby Jesus every year, don't be surprised when your congregation stop coming to the church. The this belief, the b- believing that a twenty-five-year-old snowboarder can be marketable, is loosely based around an anomalous enigma of lies. Uh, uh, an, an anomalous enigma of lies trumped up to make snowboarders think they should expect m- more than a thirty-six-month career allotment doled out by SIA. Okay, carry on. At some point, somehow, some dudes, somewhere, changed snowboarding. Riding actual mountains seemed passe as it had little or no significance on what these guys were doing. Plus, the media had found their new buzz. Instead of combining urban with with the progression of free riding, Factions formed as what the their predecessors did had little or no significance to them. 
Most of the pros then and now and industry insiders have no connection with the sports history other than knowing that the modern jib movement was started in Utah. Sports history is looked at as a novelty, <clears throat> proving how easily forgotten things are if no attention was paid to begin with. Thus, the bridge between snowboarding's past and its mainstream present state was replaced with the bridge to Utah. When faced with the stagnant market, the industry insiders believe we need a new buzz in snowboarding. Therein lies the problem. Replacing the buzz too often will lend itself to tonal differences of the predecessing uh, predecessing buzz being bland or unrecognizable. Unrec- Hence, snowboarding, snowboard marketing is calibrated to such a young target market that it's easy to understand the brand's catch-and-release tact when it comes to sponsorship. With pro riders' shelf lives equal to that of seasonal fruit, brands literally don't know when, where, or how to invest marketing dollars. Current it pro riders, two years down the line, would be hard-pressed to get arrested at a trade show or live on TikTok these days. Um, Industry insiders remain historically void without concern, don't even find a vein when feeling around for the pulse of the sport. If marketing directors don't see the brand's exposure they expect, they overstep team managers and start cutting riders. Rather than rearranging chairs on the ship deck, marketing directors throw the chairs overboard and start new, hence the never-ending cycle of baby Jesus. Hit reset. To the contrary, the diverse marketing strategies applied to surfing and skateboarding by these same brands is par for the course as the brands recognize their consumer. Therefore, applying strategies to appeal to diverse target is second nature. When the marketing is aimed at teens and no one else, it's not hard to see why retail is plummeting and plummeting. What's the point of a man in his 40s going into a resale retail store that caters to people half his age. Technique and perfection seem to have replaced progression and spontaneity. Thus, the media output of unfathomable tricks has alienated people to the degree of no interest. Is it really progression or an uneven game of catch-up to another sport entirely? The lack of emphasis on turning a snowboard is easy to understand. It's hard to judge a powder turn if the person picking photos has only in the last decade figured out what a proper powder turn is. The power and speed while surfing or skating a bowl is unreal, and all surf skate magazines feature this aspect of their sport in their pages, and not as a novelty either. The term pal has been morphed from my friend Sean Farmer saying ridiculously silly ways to say how good the snow was is parentheses cherry cherry pow pow for example to being the caricature of itself to me riding powder is what motivates me and gives me pleasure beyond an explanation skaters say the simplicity of grinding surfers would say a bottom turn but skaters would never say i got some fun grindies today nor would a non-australian surfer say today sucked except for a few bodies no, they'd use the proper terminology. Why would they use a beli- uh, why would they use a belittling or cute version of the intended word that almost defines why they surf or skate to begin with? Okay, next subject, right? Uh, 
This pattern of looking for the next baby Jesus completely overlooks the talent they have spawned. Because of this over or no exposure, the companies are having a tougher time putting their money behind anybody because the shelf life is cut into a fraction of what it could be due to all this. The average snowboard consumer isn't interested in 200, this is a while ago, so magazines, isn't interested in 200 pages of the hardest trick on the biggest jump by the hardest to pronounce names. Interviews by fans disguised as journalists are non-provocative and bland, offering no insight, thoughts, or opinions of the interviewee. Magazines producing content conducive with all participants would encourage the brands to see team writers as indispensable tools with potential 7 to 15 year career spans. It sucks to watch everyone hoist pro riders onto pedestals only to knock them out from underneath them, in most cases before the talent comes to fruition. So many riders are rushed through careers that consist of, at best, one up and uh, one up and one down, and the I don't know what I mean by that. Um, and the giddy media can't wait for the next insignificant name to dazzle them. Time will tell, even if the snowboard media won't. Years after a building has been occupied, when it's fair to judge the architectural integrity, if questions or concerns about the structure need answers, would you contact the tenants or the architects? Think I'm high. I probably am. Let's see. That's it for that. Um, that's pretty much all I can kind of like uh, share right now because there are a bunch of like weird paragraphs that aren't making sense and I'm trying to read them live as I am talking into the mic and I got to make sense of it before I can read it. So, anywho, um, thanks for tuning in. I hope that, I don't know, offers some insight again everything I was saying was 2005-ish, 2009-ish, yeah. So it was, all these sentiments were a long, long time ago.